0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host Paula Taylor and this is episode 129. So tonight's show, we're going to talk about the bright side of getting triggered. But before I go into the topic, I have a little bit of an announcement that actually leads into that topic. And I talk a lot about being authentic and being transparent and being vulnerable, uh, the courage that that requires uh Of that is required of us to be those those ways, man, I can't even talk. I want to get a little- a bu- little bit oh, I'll am going to get a little bit vulnerable here and and I was called to kind of share this because there's a little bit of an announcement about the show in here, and it also leads directly into this topic. It was birthed directly out of this topic about what is the bright side of getting triggered so I have been doing this show for almost three years. I started in June of 2020, and there are 129 episodes, or there will be at the end of this episode, and it really is a labor of love. I really do love doing this show, but that phrase labor of love also has the word labor in it, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for me to come up with these topics, to think through these topics, to present them in a way that I feel serves you, that, that communicates things in a way that's easy to understand. Every week I spend about 15 to 20 minutes essentially channeling a group healing, using energy, using Reiki, using dimensional frequency expansion, using toning and guided meditation. And, and it is a labor of love. It is work. And in the three years that I've been doing this show, uh, I've been much better recently about asking for donations. I've never received a single donation. When I did have ads in the podcast, uh, it's about one cent a listen. And then I took them all out at one point. So I made about $8 on those ads. And so I need to let some things go in my life. There is too much going on. Again, this leads directly into tonight's topic, so it's a timely announcement. I'm not sure exactly what that means. I'm not abandoning the show because it is a labor of love. The word love is in there. It is part of my divine service. But what I'm coming to realize is that we talked a few weeks ago. I had a visit from Louise Hay, and we talked about kind of channeling abundance from a place of divine service and this and we also talked about this idea of reciprocity of exchange of of giving and then receiving back and so i have been giving from a place that feels depleting recently i am giving too much i am giving away too many things and, and I'm not just talking monetarily. Honestly, a lot of this is about time because I love doing this. But again, it takes time. And time is a finite resource in this physical realm. And so because I do need to make a living, I do need to pay my bills, I do need to, to live in this capitalistic society, I have to devote time to the things that bring money in and the show is not one of them. And so there are going to be some changes. And and one of the thoughts I have is dropping to twice a month instead of weekly. Maybe we do this twice a month. Another thing that I'm considering is taking what people, they call it gating your content. I learned this this week, so you can learn it too. Taking the older episodes of the show and making them only available for example on Patreon so that if you want to receive the powerful messages and energy work that comes through every week in this show you will have to invest a little bit in order to receive that and my Patreon membership is $5 a month so that might be a great way for you to continue to access this older content if I choose to do that because right now again at the end of this show there are 129 deep healing sessions guided meditations with these messages that come before them this is powerful work and 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 yes i am a channel and and yes things come through me but i am also a human being and i have finite resources in this physical plane i have finite time i have I have a body that needs to be attended to. I have a family that I like to see occasionally. I ended up not doing the show last night because my husband and I had a chance to connect. And, and it's been a while because we both have been working a lot. And, and I have two jobs and he has a job and he has family obligations. And, and you know, we are human beings. So I am being transparent and, and authentic in just telling you that I have to let some things go i can't keep going the way i've been going and one of those things may be the frequency of the show to start so there will not be a show next week i had that planned before any of this kind of came through um but maybe that will be the beginning of kind of doing this every other week instead of every week and and i'll see how that feels for me so that transitions directly into this topic. And that is not where this topic came from. This announcement actually came out of this topic and all the things I've been thinking about around this and the conversations I've been having this week. So we talk a lot of times on the show about being triggered. I've given multiple definitions of that. We're going to use a little different one tonight just for fun. But we always talk about being triggered as being a bad thing. And I had an an episode this week where... I recognized that there was a benefit to me getting triggered. So I'll I'll tell you the story about that, and then we'll talk a little bit more about that. And we're going to do something really amazing tonight that I've never done before. We are going to talk about the energetic component of the different sympathetic nervous system states. Fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And I think that's going to be some really powerful information, so you're going to want to stick around for that. And then, of course, we're going to do a meditation so one of, the, one of the issues with being somebody who has a history of trauma, who is sensitive, who is neurodivergent, who is all of those things, who is watching this show and listening to me most likely, is that we, we have a high tolerance for being triggered. So the definition I'm using for this week for being triggered, just to be very simple about it, is being triggered to be in the sympathetic nervous system response. And we talk about this a lot, but just a very quick explanation. So the sympathetic nervous system response is that adrenalinized state that is the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. That is the, there is a threat, I am not safe, my body is responding. Digestion shuts down, Uh, sleep tends to get disturbed, we sometimes feel anxious or, or we feel threatened, we feel unsafe, whether we recognize that our body definitely feels that way. As opposed to the parasympathetic or ease response, sometimes people call it rest and digest state, so that is when our body is in ease, our digestion is flowing, we feel safe, we feel calm. That is the state that we are always aiming for when we do any kind of healing work, when we do any kind of meditation. So what I'm talking about, when I say the word triggered in today's show, I'm talking about being triggered to respond from that sympathetic response. And 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 the fun thing about people who have a history of trauma or a history of being sensitive, empathic, neurodivergent, insert word here. We have a very high tolerance for being triggered because we live so often in a triggered state. So what I'm going to use, I'm going to use little T triggered and big T triggered for that. So, and I'm, I'm giving you this story. I'm giving you a little bit of hindsight about this story that I'm going to go into. So I, So I have been feeling for quite some time now, since January, I have been working six days a week, I work two days in my medical job, I see clients three to four days a week, I teach classes sometimes one day a week, And, and... And when I stepped into this, I knew it was going to be a lot. And it was like, okay, I'm going to do this till I don't need to do this anymore. And my idea was, you know, at a certain point, I'll be able to transition and maybe drop a day at the medical job or, or, you know, I'll have my clients kind of situated so I, I don't have to do four days there because I, you know, I can kind of fill three or I, it, my intention was that this would not be a permanent thing. And that was almost five months ago. And it is too much for me. And I've known that, you know, people use the term burning the candle at both ends. That's kind of where I've been for this five months. And it was like, okay, well, I'll do it for a little while. And then, and then something will shake loose and, and, and it won't be so overwhelming anymore. And, and the feeling that I've had is that I'm, I'm running on a treadmill that's going just a little bit too fast for me to catch up. So I'm just constantly getting a little bit further behind and a little bit further behind and a little bit further behind and I'm running and I'm running and I'm trying and I'm working and it's just getting harder and harder and harder. And so with hindsight now, I tell you that I have been in this little t triggered state. And what I mean by that is that, again, if you have a history of trauma, if you're neurodivergent, if you're empathic, if you're sensitive, insert word here, we have been in a state of sympathetic response for so long that a lot of times we don't realize that we're actually triggered. So we're in this chronic, low-grade triggering state. That's why I'm using little t instead of big t. So we're in little t triggered state, this chronic, low-grade triggered state. And we're running, and we're and we're going along, and and, and a lot of times we don't even realize we're triggered. And that's kind of what's been going on with me, which now I'm giving you the hindsight version, of course. And what happens, What? how do we know this? How do we recognize this later? Like with hindsight, feeling depleted, feeling overwhelmed, feeling exhausted, feeling like you can't keep up, starting to have physical symptoms. If you have a chronic illness, this is the thing. If you're in this fight, fight, freeze, fawn response, a sympathetic response for long enough, your body gets sick. We are not meant to be in that state. We were meant to be in that state to escape the saber-toothed tiger. Ha, and now I'm safe, and I'm back in my ease response. I'm back in parasympathetic. And what has happened is that we live in such a stressful society that most of us are in some form of this little T-triggered state all of the time. And that is why we have so many healing modalities and people who are focused on helping us transition back into that ease response, into that parasympathetic response. But but what also happens, just like when you kind of build a tolerance to a drug, we've been in this state for so long that we kind of have this tolerance and we we don't even realize that we're triggered. So I've been going along overwhelmed, you know, tired, depleted, kind of unhappy, not sure why, just feeling off. That's kind of sometimes the first. And usually what I would tell you is that, oh, of course, we need to develop awareness. And so we look under the surface. Well, why am I feeling off? I haven't even had time to wonder why I'm feeling off. That's how that's how little time I've had and how off I've been. So I was going along in this state and kind of just not, you know, feeling quite right and not knowing exactly why, not really having time to examine that. And then I got big T triggered. <laughs> I got full on triggered. and and there was a benefit to that. So let's talk about that. So, uh, I was in kind of a situation with someone and, um, and the details aren't really important, but essentially what first started happening. So it was kind of something where I was like, Oh, I was offering to do something and, and like just kind of trying to be a nice person as, as I tried to do. And, and then what, what I was getting back was, um, a lot of questions and a lot of kind of back and forth. And so first it kind of felt like, They were questioning my expertise on something and, and which normally like, that's definitely an ego thing. And, and I try not to get too much into that, but this is something I've been doing for 20 years that this person is brand new at. So, so there was a little bit of a like, Hey, wait a minute. You know, I I know what I'm doing here. And and then there was this feeling that this person was trying to take advantage of me. And and probably not consciously, like I have no ill will toward this person, I'm just kind of telling you the story because this is how I got triggered. And so I actually got angry and that almost never happens because I have a fawn response, we're gonna talk about that. I don't have a fight response, I have a fawn response. So, So usually if I get angry, it's like very brief and then instantly I go back into this more kind of passive response. But, but in this case, I was like, wait a minute, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I've been doing this for a long time and I was trying to do you a favor and wait a minute here, something is off. And, and, and this was a great gift to me, in fact, so I have gratitude for this situation and this person because I got big T triggered, full on angry, like, mmm, what is happening here? And and I recognized all of a sudden, oh, I'm in the sympathetic response. I had been in a sympathetic response for probably weeks in that little T state. But the big T trigger came in and it woke me up. Something is off here. What is going on? And and so I got very angry about this and I was like, oh, hmm, interesting. I need to look under the surface of this because there's always something going on under the surface. There's always a reflection. What's being reflected back to me here that I'm getting so angry about this that um, you know, that I've got this big T triggered angry response. And so I started checking in with my energy. And I recognized that everything was completely drawn in. Everything was contracted. And I was not holding a space of boundaries. And so energetically, that can be an invitation for people to kind of stomp right through into your field and and kind of start taking from you. And again, this is not intentional for a lot of people. It's not conscious. It's just, it's the dynamics of energy. And that's why it is so important to understand energy Because not only do you want to know what you're doing with your energy, you want to recognize how your energy is affecting other people and how their energy is affecting you. So I got angry and I got triggered and then it helped me recognize that this is why I have been in this little T-triggered state for this whole time. Because I have let my energy kind of collapse on itself. I have let myself get small. I have stopped holding my boundaries out Because for whatever reason, I mean, lots of little things, but part of it is that giving and giving and giving and being more and more and more depleted and not having time to do self-care, time to check in, time to, you know, feel how my energy is feeling. And so, of course, this person stomped right through my boundaries because I didn't have any boundaries up. I didn't have my energetic space. I was not holding my space in a way that, that they felt they needed to respect it. So that is the benefit of getting triggered. The benefit of getting triggered is that sometimes we need a wake up call and the trigger is the wake up call because I might've gone on in that little T triggered state for another few months and gotten sicker and more and more tired and more depleted and more unhappy and more feeling like, like I'm just giving and giving and I'm working so hard and I don't understand like why, why is, why are things not coming back to me? And it's because I'm giving from a state of depletion. I can't give from a state of depletion because when I'm giving, then I'm going to get back something that feels in that scarcity realm. If I'm giving from abundance, if my cup is full and it's overflowing, then that is what's going to come back to me, this beautiful feeling of abundance and overflow. If I'm giving from a state of depletion and, my, and I've emptied my cup and I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to get this and, you know, here, have all my things, then then what's going to come back to me is a reflection of that kind of scarcity kind of mindset that there that there's not enough. And in my case, it's time. I mean, also money, like abundance. Abundance is a complex thing and we always think of money, but but there can be abundance of, of time there can be abundance of love abundance of joy one of the things i can't remember the last time i did something just for fun because i just don't have the time for it and i love what i do i have fun when i'm teaching classes i have fun doing this it's a labor of of love but it's still a labor it's still work so so taking that time to actually just be in joy i haven't had time to do and that is depleting So that big T triggered state. I got dogs knocking my camera over here. Um, That big T triggered state is what helped me recognize that I was in this chronic low grade triggered state. And my dogs are going to start play wrestling and making a bunch of noise so hopefully we'll get through this this is why i usually do the show at night and my husband kind of takes the dogs and they're in with me so we're going with the flow That is is another way that you know you're depleted. If you're not going with the flow, if things are feeling rigid, if you can't make changes and pivots and that seems really exhausting, probably you're triggered. Probably you're depleted and, and it's time to look at what's going on underneath. So the benefit of getting triggered is that it invites us to look at what's going on at a deeper level that we might not have seen if we hadn't gotten triggered in, especially that big T trigger. You know, you can be in this little t chronic triggered state and not even realize that you're triggered and that big trigger comes along and it's like, hey, wake up, take a look at what's happening because there's something deeper going on here. That is what the spiritual journey is. That is why we do this work. So we're going to talk about, I'm very excited about this, the energy, the energetic component, the energetic behavior of these sympathetic nervous system states. And, and they're different depending on the state you're in. I'm going to start with fawn because fawn is my response. And it's funny because I don't usually mention fawn um, because I used to think that freeze and fawn were the same response, and they are not. Energetically, they are totally different. Energetically, there is a complete difference between fight and flight and freeze and fawn. And it's important to recognize that because your energy is going to behave differently depending on which state you're in. And most of us kind of, we we can be in any of those states, but we have a go-to. Like my go-to is fawn. I would have told you it was freeze. And freeze and fawn are somewhat related, but energetically they're separate. It takes a lot to get me into fight. I will I will fawn, I will freeze, and I will flight before I get to fight. It takes a lot for me to get there because just from my background, being angry wasn't safe. So that is how these responses develop. Whatever felt the safest for you to respond, was it safe for you to make yourself small? Was it safe for you to run away? Was it safe for you to just stop moving and hope nobody noticed you? Or was it safest for you to fight back? Whatever worked for you as a child or in in your traumatic state whenever that started that tends to be your go-to response that doesn't mean that you can't be triggered into any of them like i said i got angry and again it takes a lot for me to get angry so that was my wake up call so recognizing what these states are and how your energy behaves in these states can really serve you when you're trying to figure out am i triggered what kind of a trigger is this? How can I work with this? What is the energy that is going to help me get out of this triggered state? So let's talk about Fawn response first because that's my go-to. So years and years and years ago, someone described it to, to me this way, and I, I love this description. It's very visual, and it makes a lot of sense, and I probably mentioned it before. But I was working with someone years and years and years ago, about 20 years ago, On this energetic work and and how I felt like I was constantly kind of being bombarded by other people's energy and so he did a little practice with me he said you know I want you to kind of just sit and I'm gonna sort of send some energy at you in a few different ways and I want you to tell me how it feels and and so he kind of gently sent some energy then he kind of forcefully sent some energy and and then this is how he described my response to the energy he said it's like you're on a boat and a pirate ship is coming up, and instead of like putting your cannons out and and kind of defending your space, everybody everybody on the ship has run down into the hold and they're just hiding. That is a fawn response. So a fawn response is, I am going to make myself as small as possible so that I am a smaller target. Or maybe, hopefully, you don't see me. It's something like that. And so when I constantly talk on this show about reclaiming space and allowing yourself to be big and allowing yourself to shine your light, that is how we overcome a fawn response. So energetically, a fawn response is a contraction. It is the energetic field that is supposed to be nice and wide and spread out from your body, at least four to six feet. Generally, that's your kind of workspace. It can get much bigger than that. But generally, you want a good four to six kind of foot like, bubble around you, when that contracts, it comes completely into the body. And essentially, it leaves you with no defenses. If you take all that energy, and here's the thing people respond to energy they may not realize it they may not recognize it like this person I was in in this kind of interaction with they were responding to the fact that I did not have an energetic boundary up and so they were pushing and then and what happens usually somebody might push you and then they like hit a limit oh I'm going to stop pushing oh there's no limit I'm going to push a little more I'm going to push a little more I'm going to push a little more and pretty soon it's like you're getting punched in the chest that is literally how it feels to me in my body when someone is getting through my energetic field. I've got wrestling dogs here again, so (laughs) if you hear a bunch of grunts and groans on the podcast, we've got some uh, dogs. They're having a joyful time, and and that's what we all need in our lives, so I'm going to let them be joyful here and hopefully not overwhelm the sound. So, The Fawn response is the field literally gets smaller. Your energetic field is getting pulled in, it's getting contracted. So let's talk about the freeze response energetically the freeze response it literally it is freezing i am i'm freezing and hoping no one sees me and that's a very common prey response you probably have rabbits living on our street and i always find it a little bit funny but it works i'll be walking my dog down the street i see the rabbit the rabbit freezes and the dog doesn't see it because the dog is just looking for movement because their eyes work differently than ours so to me it's like the dog's clearly going to see you and come after you but because the rabbit isn't moving they don't they don't they're not seen that is what the freeze response is so energetically what is happening there is what what i would term energetic holding it's stagnation nothing is moving if i don't move nothing can find me nothing can get me and the problem with that is that stagnation builds illness stagnation and holding it's like Think of a hoarder house. That is the perfect example. If you have a nice, beautiful, empty house, there's a a free flow of energy there. You know, you've got some furniture in your room. You've got a couch, you know, but people can move in and out, out of the house. They can walk through the house. There's a free flow of movement. And then you start gathering stuff and you start gathering stuff and you start gathering stuff and pretty soon you can't even walk in the house. There is no movement in the house. And what happens if you've ever seen a hoarder, an episode of a show like Hoarders, is that the stuff builds and the stuff builds and the stuff builds and it actually creates illness. It creates mold. It creates, you know, stuff in the house that is bad for the people who live in it. I have never had this much issue with my dogs before and I'm getting a little frustrated. Whew! getting big T triggered right in the middle of a show about how getting triggered is good. It must be, a, it must be for a reason. So the freeze response energetically is that literally the energy is not moving and we are not meant to be stagnant we are meant to be in flow and think about if you've ever gone through and done like a big spring cleaning or a big kind of decluttering of your house i just got rid of four bags big garbage bags full of clothes that don't fit me anymore that have just been sitting in a closet it feels really good it's hard because you've got to let go of that stagnation but then like ooh, there's room in my closet and what new things can flow in so that freeze response is is that non-movement of energy so let's talk about the flight response and we did a whole show on this so i'm not going to go into too much detail but essentially the flight response is anxiety. It is that bouncing around of energy that is anxiety. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to go. I can't stay here anymore and things are bouncing around and things are moving. That is the energy of that flight response. And then the hardest one for me is the fu- is the fight response. I thought about this for a little while cuz I was like, oh, well, what what is the fight response? I get into it so rarely but when you think about being angry, and especially people in chronic anger, it affects the heart space. So to me, the anger, that fight response is this, it's energetic darts. And I've, I experience this as a receiver, usually not as a giver, not that I am not capable of that, everyone is. But if you've ever been around somebody who's really angry, it's very uncomfortable. It feel you're like, uh, even if they're not angry at you, it's like they're throwing energetic darts. And and the darts, you know, because most people aren't super intentional, they're kind of just haphazardly. You can feel it this when you're driving a lot. You know, you get somebody and they're weaving in and out of traffic and, you know, I got to get here. I'm more important than everyone else. Darts just coming off the car. But the problem with throwing energetic darts is that you get back what you receive. We just talked about that a few minutes ago. So these darts, I see them almost as like two-sided. So I throw a dart forward, it comes back. I throw a dart forward, it comes back. And to me, the energy of fight is, it's in the chest. Not always, for some people it might be in the belly, wherever you experience anger. But the energy of fight is this... Um, it's a very focused kind of pointed energy that is being thrown and what happens again if even if you're throwing it out at someone else it comes back into your field and so over years and years and years of these kind of darts getting thrown it starts to cause all of these all of these states start to cause issues physically in the body If your energy is contracted, your muscles start to contract. And as we get older, how many times have you seen somebody who is almost bent in half as they're older? You know, as they get older, their spine kind of starts to contract forward. That is that chronic kind of fawn response. How many people do you know, I carry extra weight in my belly? A lot of that is holding So the longer we're holding things, we start to build up things like plaque in the arteries and things like that. That is that holding of that freeze response. The flight response is that anxiety. And to me, anxiety is related to dementia, to this feeling like I'm not really here. I don't want to be here. I can't be present. That energy is trying to get out. And then we've got fight, the anger response. And that is an energy that will eat you up. You, If you feel like you're angry at someone else, I guarantee you the anger is coming back at you, whether you realize it or not. And for people like me who were taught that it was not okay to feel angry, it happens instantaneously. I get angry and then right away it's like it turns into depression. And I have heard before people describe depression as anger turned inward. That's a good way to think about that. So, so anger is that kind of dart energy. It's a, it's a jolt of energy. When I got angry in this conversation, it's like there's a jolt that comes, kind of comes up through my body and out my head, and then it's like, ah, and you, it's, it's not a gentle energy. It's a violent feeling energy. And again, what you're putting out comes back to you. So it, it can cause a lot of damage. That was really fun. I've never thought about it before until I was thinking about my own fond response, my own contraction. So what we're going to do for the meditation today, we're not going to go through these states one by one. Here's the best, here's the best news ever. That information is super useful and use it as you will and recognize your go-to sympathetic response state and, and recognize when you're in the different levels of those state states and understand what it does to your energy and work with that directly if you want. But all we need to do to come out of that state is to get grounded. There's three steps to grounding. I just did a little series on TikTok. We've done all of these steps separately many times on the show. The first step of grounding, collecting your energy, pulling in any, any energy that you've given away. So if you're throwing darts of anger, we're going to bring those all back in, and of course we're going to transmute them into love so they're not just staying in our field poking us. If you've been running away from things and, and there's this bouncy energy of anxiety, we're going to call that energy back in. So for the fight and flight people, that, that calling that energy back in is, is really important. The second step of grounding is that we're going to send energy down into the earth. So for the, the freeze people, the holding people, that is the most important step because we're going to bring some movement back in the body. I mean, there's movement in both of those. We're calling energy and there's movement that way. We're sending energy down. There's movement in all three steps. And then that's helpful for the fawn people too because we feel the least safe. So, so being connected to the earth is going to give us... The courage to get bigger. So for the fawn people, the third step is the most important. I'm going to make myself really, really big energetically. I'm going to open up to source energy. I'm going to invite it in. I'm going to let it connect with that beautiful earth energy. And then I'm going to get big. I'm going to get nice and big energetically. I got some fight, flight, or freeze fawn dogs behind me here. I got a fight dog and a flight dog. And oh no, this is a freeze dog. So they're they're demonstrating this for us as we go. So in this meditation tonight, today, whenever you end up watching or listening to this, we're going to take the entire meditation to breathe deeply. Number one easiest way to start to convince your body that it's safe to come out of sympathetic and into parasympathetic oxytocin breathing. We do it every single week. We're never going to stop doing it. Even if we're only doing this twice a month, we're going to keep doing oxytocin breathing. And then we're going to go through those three steps of grounding in depth. And the last thing I will say is that there is no difference between grounding and protection. So when I said I needed, I needed to hold my boundaries, I needed to get bigger and spread my energy for protection, that is part of grounding. That is not a separate step that you have to do that you have to worry about. When you have called your energy back, so you're less depleted, calling energy back, You've connected to the earth. That's just a really beautiful, rich, safe feeling. And then you call in this unconditional love and you let yourself get big energetically. That is all the protection that you need. And so then when things do come into your field, when someone does come and they're trying to push your boundary, your boundary is six feet away from you and it's not going to get to your physical body. That is what we're looking for. People are always going to push you. People are, My my office mate and I were just talking today. We She was using the word doormat. People are always going to try to walk all over you. And, and again, not necessarily maliciously, not even intentionally, not consciously it is just the nature of this push and pull of energy. We've all been on both sides of this. No matter there, no one is perfect. I have pushed someone's boundary beyond what they were comfortable with because a lot of times you don't even know. So by making your boundaries very big and visible, energetically people will respond to that whether they realize it's because of the energy or not they'll say things to you like wow you look different today did you did you change your hair or wow that outfit looks really good on you 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 look really beautiful yeah that's because i'm holding my space that's because i know who i am that's because i know my worth that's because i have made myself big and because i have come out of that triggered response we cannot heal when we are in that triggered response. And because we're in it so often, for such a long period of time for some of us, we don't even realize that we're triggered. So let's take 15, 20 minutes. Let's come out of that triggered response. Let's come fully grounded. Let's set ourselves up so that the rest of at least this day or week or maybe month, we've got a nice big ol' energetic boundary and we are holding our space and we are filling it with that abundance with that divine light and love and of course you can come back to this as many times as you'd like at least for a while unless i change my mind about that and i'll let you know repeat these these are powerful healing sessions these meditations that we do so let's meditate together So for this meditation, you can sit up, you can lie down. Let that be intuitive. You might have an easier time with the visualization if you're sitting up, especially as we ground into the earth, as we we call in energy from above. Being in a vertical position makes this a little easier visualization-wise. But just let your intuition guide you. Let yourself be comfortable. Let yourself be supported. And let's begin by taking three to five of those big, beautiful oxytocin breaths. We're gonna breathe in through the nose, let that belly float out, really let your belly get big here. Let it relax, maybe for the first time today, let it float out. And then as you sigh that breath out, you're gonna use that audible ha sound, starting higher and then coming lower in pitch, vibrating the vagus nerve, starting to tell the body, oh, hey, you're safe. This is a safe space. So do that three to five or maybe even more times. I'll do one with you. (sighs) And just check in with yourself for a moment. Notice how you're feeling notice tension that you're carrying let go of judgment about it maybe you're still in a triggered response and that's okay maybe you're just recognizing that you've been in that triggered response for a while so take some more deep breaths and go easy on yourself you are not going to feel more safe if you are beating yourself up and as we take this journey together At each step along the way, there'll be invitations for you to be more in ease, to let go of that triggered state, whether it's a fight or a flight, a freeze or a fawn. The way to step out of that is through this breathing and grounding and protection. So as you're ready, I want you to just set the intention that you're starting to call energy home to you. You're calling energy home. Anything that you've left behind, anything that you've sent out, call it back. It's all your energy. Your energy deserves to be home with you. You may choose to give it in certain situations, but you want it to come back as well. We're not just giving. We're also receiving. So receive your own energy back. Just set the intention you can visualize that you you've got a big beautiful basket and you're just collecting you're collecting flowers you're collecting fruit and vegetables whatever feels good to you here you're collecting little baby kittens whatever feels good just start pulling that energy back to you start collecting that energy start bringing it home calling that energy back and pay particular attention here to your belly, to your solar plexus, because we tend to leak a lot of energy from that area. So we're pulling energy. We're calling it back into the belly, letting that energy come back strongly into the belly. I'm assisting you here with some Reiki with some intention. And if you don't feel anything here, that's completely fine. Come back to this. Using intention moves energy, whether you feel it or not. So just set the intention that you're calling your energy home. You're calling it back into your body. Give yourself a couple of deep breaths here. Just notice how that feels. That step might be the most foreign to you. So you may have to come back and do this a few times before you get into a space of feeling that you've really reclaimed that energy. Setting that intention is the first step. And then as you're ready now, we're going to take that beautiful energy that we've collected and we're going to send it down through the feet into the earth, down through the base of the spine. We're just letting that energy come down through the body into the earth. Let your body start to feel really connected to the earth. Maybe you've got your feet on the ground. You can even picture feel like you're got your feet buried in some sand or in some rich loamy soil maybe you're standing in a beautiful garden these gifts from the earth of flowers or vegetables of fruit maybe you're standing next to a big beautiful rooted tree and you can feel your roots traveling down into the earth just like the tree maybe you're on the beach and you're buried up a couple of inches into that sand just feeling really connected to the earth sending that energy down grounding that energy down and set the intention here that you're releasing anything that no longer serves you any of that energy of that sympathetic response now you're just letting it go you're letting it travel down and into the earth with the intention that it gets recycled for the highest good Energy is energy. So energy that might not be serving you might serve someone or something else very well. So just letting go of that with a loving intention. And then opening, as we do almost every week, imagine the top of your head, the crown chakra opening. And begin to call in that beautiful divine love and light as we do every week. Let that head that energy come in through your head down into your neck and throat let it come through the chest and the belly down through the hips and the legs and the feet all the way down into the earth and now you've got this beautiful mingling You've got this earth energy kind of slowly coming up the body all the way to the head maybe as you breathe in you feel that you picture that and as you breathe out this beautiful divine energy coming down into the earth This beautiful vertical flow And again, if you don't feel anything, that's completely fine. You can use an image like a little train car coming up and down the track of your spine. Just take a few breaths, kind of feeling into that or just setting the intention. Divine love and light flows in through the top of my head. Rich, supportive earth energy flows up through my feet. Letting that flow happen. Really surrendering to that. And then, as you're ready now, we want to make our energy as big as we can. So, you might even use your hands for this, kind of pushing your hands up over your head and out to the side, like you're making semicircles around your body. We're actually sending energy, kind of clearing through the auric field by moving our hands with intention in this way. If that's not accessible or it doesn't feel good, that's fine. Just, just use intention. What you might imagine is that you are a beautiful sun and the rays of your beautiful sun are now shining out. Don't forget about the front of your body and the back of your body. Your sun, you're a three-dimensional sphere of light. And this energy is shining out in every direction, to the sides, to the back, to the front. Let yourself now come out through the top of the head and find that divine love and light and really connect with it. You might almost feel like there's a fountain of energy coming out of your head and down through the field. Again, don't forget about the front of your body coming out to the front. Coming out to the back, there's just this beautiful waterfall of energy. It's coming up through the earth and out the top of your head. But it's also coming in from that infinite source, that beautiful divine light, that unconditional love of source, of spirit, of God, whatever word feels good for that. And then just start to notice a sense of spaciousness, feeling big, feeling expanded. Maybe your body feels different. You've got more space here. Maybe you feel nothing and that's completely fine. You can come back to this. But maybe you just notice a decrease in tension. Maybe you notice your breathing has eased. Maybe you notice you're letting out big, deep sighs. Maybe you're yawning. That is a beautiful sign of releasing energy maybe you just feel a little heavier than you did when we started, please come back to this practice. This will serve you in so many beautiful ways. This will serve to act as a boundary. This is a boundary of love. Sometimes we think of boundaries as being Harsh. This is a boundary of love. Love begets love. So as people enter your boundary with love, it's a seamless coexistence. And as energies approach you that are not of love, they may just turn around and go a different direction, or they may come in and be transmuted. And in this way, this work we do on ourselves changes the world because I hold this beautiful space of love and light, and that affects those around me. And then maybe they hold that space and that affects those around them. It is a ripple effect. So in the last few moments here, you might explore with your hands and arms into that space around your body, into that auric field. Maybe you're feeling almost like you wanna stretch You're stretching that field by moving your body, if that feels good. No judgment. Maybe you're feeling called to be very still. Maybe you're feeling called to come back to that deep connection to the earth. Or maybe you're feeling called to just ask more of that energy to come back to you. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose, sigh it out. Feel the shift, feel the change in the space around your body. know that this space is accessible to you no matter what is happening around you no matter the chaos in your life no matter the noise no matter the feeling that you'll never get everything done that you'll never check everything off your to-do list just stay here for a few minutes and know that you are safe and that you are loved And that you are light. If you're in a safe space and you'd like to drift off to sleep, allow yourself to do so. If you're coming back to the rest of your day or evening, slowly begin to move your body. You can close that crown chakra or leave it open for the highest good of all. Let yourself be big here. Let yourself be bold. Let yourself be unapologetic about who you are in this physical realm. You deserve that. Take one more nice deep breath in through the nose, sigh it out through the mouth. Maybe shrug your shoulders a couple of times. And as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me. Let yourself be triggered and know that it's okay and know that there's a path out of it and know that you have the tools to take that journey back into safety and that the more you do that, the more your body will recognize what it feels like to be safe. And the more that subtleness of being triggered in small ways will get your attention So that doesn't have to be a big T trigger that gets you to wake up to your state. Have a beautiful rest of your day or evening and a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you in two weeks for One Down Wednesdays.